1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we head into the final days of the transfer window. Celtic appear to be closing in on a deal for Norwich striker Adam Ida. Oscar Cortes is in the country and ready to finalise a move to Rangers. And Barry Robson is sacked by Aberdeen after last night's home draw with Dundee. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley. Can we expect any multi-million pound last minute deals for Queen of the South? <laughs> trying to sign Si. Trying to sign him and then get him to bankroll a few other things. Are things signings. that bad? <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in a Masters, he was top quality. I think he can still do He's it He's not 50 yet <laughs> Too big It has to be yeah. said But no business nah. So quiet is it yeah, In all, the lower all leagues quiet, All quiet Gordon That's why I was, no, I was on the phone outside That's why I was a couple of minutes Before the start time here But no I'm sure I'm sure we'll see some Of the bigger clubs Doing some transfers I know you know Both Glasgow clubs Have wanted more players in As fans always do um, so let's let's hope something happens in the next 24 hours and, you know, make the fans happy. It's going to have to be a heck of a finish to it make is. some fans happy, Simon. I'm thinking particularly <clears throat> your fellow Celtic fans at this point in time, albeit uh, there's a couple of Rangers ones that, that aren't over the line, but looks like they're heading that way. We always hold out hope. We hold out hope that it's going to be a busy last day, but I think it's going to need to be in some quarters. Yeah, I think so. I think there's been a wee bit of frustration in the Celtic quarters, I think. They probably expected a few more faces than there has been. I think the, the lad coming from Norwich on loan is only the second new face in the in the door. So, yeah, let's wait and see over the next 24 hours if anything else materialises. 0141-951-1025. This time tomorrow will really be on the home stretch. So, what are you thinking? Transfers, all of them. Anything you're thinking about the transfer window, now's the time to share it. I am detecting a whole heap of frustration from you Celtic fans on social media is that going to translate to the phone lines you tell us 01419511025 still nothing in the building and still not a great deal of rumour and speculation apart from that Adam Ida one from Norwich uh, maybe looks like a loan deal as well we've not even seen the poor guy might come up here and be a revelation uh, but again I'm not detecting much excitement so far uh, so maybe Tell us how you feel on 01419511025. I know you Rangers fans have been like zooming in on pictures of Oscar Cortez's hotel room to see where in <laughs> Glasgow he is, uh, but it looks like he'll sign pretty soon. So Rangers fans, what are you thinking? It was this time last night uh, on the show live, we had reports of interest in Jack Butland. Doesn't seem to have come to much today. Does that make you feel a bit better about things or are you worried that that could come out and bite you towards the end of the window? And Aberdeen fans, I know there are a lot of you out there. Anytime there is a big story involving Aberdeen, you do call in this show and it doesn't get much bigger than this. A new manager is needed. Barry Robson has been sacked. It was a one-all draw at home to Dundee last night. He clearly wasn't flavour of the month leading into that game. He's paid the price. Was it the right call? Was it the wrong call? And where does the club go from here? 01419511025. Give us a call right now. Just another managerial casualty. Should be used to these by now. You don't get too long. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barry Robson's the latest. Yeah. Um, listen, I think it's always a difficult decision for 
for boards to get rid of managers. Um, you know, obviously I watched sports scene yesterday, um, not to plug another show, Gordon, but, you know, everyone I think heard the reaction from the supporters, um, you know, during and, and after the game. I think it got to a stage where it was just, it just probably too difficult for him to continue. Um, you know, it, it's such a lonely job at the best of times. Um, so, you know, I, I do really, really feel for him. Um, he, he truly believed he could have turned it around. But like you said, you know, time is really limited now when it comes to managers, especially when you're, you know, at the bigger clubs within within Scotland. Um, he'll be disappointed with the season that they've had. You know, Aberdeen should be higher. Um, and I they're very disappointed with yesterday's result, especially with, you know, Dundee having the injuries that they did have. So, yeah, listen, it's time for a new manager to come in. Um, if they come in kind of before the weekend, they've got two easy games to start with, haven't they? <laughs> so I think I think any future manager will probably be avoiding that, being in the stands for the next two games and then take over. I think they've got Bonnie Rigg in the cup, haven't they, after the, after the midweek so. game. Come on then, Don's fans, was it the right decision? How do you feel? Was it time? Was it inevitable? And where does the club go from here? I've seen a whole host of names, including the likes of Neil Warnock. I've seen managers that are based here. Have you got any new suggestions for us? Pick up the phone on 0141 951 1025. That is the number you need. We're really busy. Sometimes you guys get the short straw, middle of the week, can be quieter, but the transfer window is hopefully going to finish in a busy manner. And as Marvin said, we've got one of our biggest clubs in the top three or four or whatever argue amongst yourselves uh, that's looking for a new manager. Yeah, plenty to, to talk about. And, you know, you're talking about the Aberdeen <clears throat> supporters calling in. They'll have seen a lot more of Aberdeen than I have this season. But, you know, Barry Robson, I feel for him. You don't like to see anybody lose their job. Uh, he's a good guy, Barry. And, you know, he, he really got a, a tune out of Aberdeen when he first came in last year. And, you know, I think I've said in the show before, Gordon, you know, watching Aberdeen in Europe sometimes this year, I think their performances haven't been too bad, maybe deserved a wee bit more. And you always thought that that would, you know, it would take something from those games into the domestic setup. And they had a lot of games in hand, but yeah, getting beat against, you know, the, the team that they're trying to beat, Hearts at the weekend, and then slipping up and dropping two points. And said that, Dundee are having a, mm. a decent season themselves, but... Obviously, the reaction of the support last night it was deemed not good enough and another manager loses his job. Aberdeen fans, you know where we are. Give us a call. But let's start with Howard, who's in the Gorbals. How's it going, Howard? Oh, God, help me. Oh, wow. And oh, it's quite the start. I just totally disillusioned Celtic support. <laughs> can, 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 can I interrupt Howard? I know he's on Howard. Marvin, Marvin wants to interrupt. I've got some breaking news. You can't hear Howard. Can't so, yeah, we've been sitting there for six minutes or so with these headphones on. I can't hear a thing. I, I mean, you know, I don't know if you've heard this out or... I'm no stranger to some technical here. Gordon DL had to take over the show last night. Listen, Howard will just talk to me for yeah, a bit. Yeah, that's fine. You just have a conversation. <laughs> Howard, you don't sound like you're enjoying the end of the transfer oh, window. This is a nightmare. Listen, I'm what I would call a, logic, a logical Celtic supporter. Now, my guess is when Dermot Desmond asked Brendan Rodgers to meet him in London and ask him, would you like the job back? I think after the last time and the money situation, I think one of the first things you would have said is, listen, I'll come back. But I want a budget. I want a reasonable budget. Now, Adam had uh, <laughs> no no disrespect to the guy, but to me, it's pure panic. What's different from when Ange was there, when transfers went through quick, smoothly? Sadly, the only thing I can think of is a certain Peter Lawwell's back in the building. It's ridiculous. Majofsky, Shankland... Sidney Van Hoydonk, and to me the one signing that I think would really upset to the Celtic supporters 
we know Rangers are coming back. This means business, and that's Matthews. Is it Gavisgarden from Bromby? Yeah. Now, to me, that would have been a major signing. I just don't know what's going on. Could you help me, please? Uh, we need to help Simon Donnelly and Marvin Barnes. I've got Howard now. It was just a volume issue here. With me, so I'm too much. No, no, not. It's not no, your fault, Howard. It's just a leaned over and yeah. basically all, all Simon had to do was lean across the desk and fiddle with a wee knob underneath <laughs> it and managed to fix it, um, which was great fun. Uh, I, anyway, fiddled with Martin, I, I can translate. <laughs> I, I heard for that. I thought you were going to. Oh, no, no, let's not go there. Simon used to play against. <laughs> I don't want to go any further. Sorry, um, no, don't you worry. Um, I can tell you what Howard said. I heard mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. He's basically he's a very frustrated Celtic fan, and I think we'll hear <coughs> more of that. Howard, like many, says he felt that you know when Brendan Rodgers agreed to come back, was it for this? Was this what he agreed to come back for? It felt like there was a uh, an assumption that there, you know there would be a real go at it, mm-hmm. money there, you know, money to spend. Howard's not convinced about Adam Idar being the type of of quality that, that they're looking for. I feel like we're going to hear more of this tonight. Is that fair? Yeah, listen, I understand it from you know Celtic fans' point of view. And normally we speak about numbers and balancing the numbers in terms of players in the building. But if you are going to bring in a player, like you say, a centre forward as well, and you know, listen, Adam is actually a good player, and I've seen him play more than enough times down in England um, to know that. And listen, I know a lot of people are giving him stick because he's coming from Norwich on loan, and they're thinking, well, you know, he's not the sort of or the name that we wanted, but he is a decent player. But I do understand the frustration because maybe they wanted more of a household name, maybe they wanted. You know, maybe a transfer, you know, spent on, on, on a striker. So I get it. But, you know, just because he's coming on loan doesn't mean that he's going to be a failure. We've seen, you know, players come in for big money before. Um, and, and why is there no option to buy Marvin? That, that might be from Norwich's point of view, though. They, they might say they don't want that. Um, you know, when you kind of have the option to buy, say it's, I don't know, picking a number out of the, out of the sky, they say it's £3 million and he comes up here and he, he averages a goal every 80 minutes or something. All of a sudden, he's worth more than a lot, a lot more than £3 million to you know, Norwich if they are to sell him or if they get promoted back into the Premier League, maybe he wants to come up to Celtic because he doesn't want to play in the Championship. You know, but if they get promoted again and then in the summer they can pull him back, you know, how it makes it probably viable for them to do it that way and, and Celtic want the player so they're willing to do it as well. You get that though, don't you? If, if, if we've got to, and by the way, we leave the possibility open <clears throat> that tomorrow is blockbuster and Celtic <laughs> are rolling out all sorts of new signings. But to get to the 31st of January uh, and there's a winger being signed when... So like have a lot of wingers and again mm-hmm. he might turn out to be very good but it wasn't oh, something oh. that was crying out for um, and then a, a loan till the end of the season you can get why Howard and these fellow fans are not that excited yeah 100% um, as I said at the start I understand the frustration um, you know from from every Celtic fan because like you said when Brendan came back in you know they expected kind of you know big signings to be made and then especially when January window comes everybody gets excited don't they and, and Celtic fans like every other club in the country really want to kick on they just don't see these signings as you know potentially ones that are going to take them up to the next level. Um, but as I said, you never know. It doesn't matter about how much you pay for a player, whether they're permanent or they come on loan. You know, if they're going to be successful, then it's going to be a benefit to the football club. And you have to trust the people, you know, behind the scenes at Celtic and the manager who's, who's identified him and want to sign him. Simon? Yeah, you've, you know, listen, I'd, I'd never heard of the lad until today. I'm mm-hmm. actually interested to maybe get a wee bit of information of Marv if he's seen him playing. Uh, but it's, it's, it's nothing on the, on, on the lad. It's a great opportunity for him to come to a club like Celtic. And the next six months is going to have a lot of important football in it. You know, they're, they're in a title race. So they have to be supported when they come to the club. But yeah, I'm with Howard. I mean, 
I think Howard there when the cans weren't quite working mentioned Mayofsky and you know I'm guilty of mentioning that on this show as well but is that again is that just me playing football mm -hmm. manager in my head was that something that was actually on the table uh, we, we speculate at times and you know I, I can I can understand Howard's frustration because he'll, he'll be wanting three, four, five players through the door uh, and at the moment it's sitting on two but as Marv quite rightly says this this guy could come up and start battering goals in mm. we just don't know Howard I get the frustrations towards the club is this where it becomes difficult though and you know sh should fans try and throw a bit of faith behind Adam Idar maybe faith's the wrong word but you know, give him the chance even give him the chance to show what he can do before Sort Gordon, of writing Gordon, you, have to, you have to give them the chance. I mean, fair, it's an opportunity for the lad. I, I think, I think, Simon, I think you're right. It's nothing against him. Yeah. But I think all the money we're told that Celtic have, yeah. and you know, they, there's still money to come in from maybe players from other clubs that get signed on somewhere else. There'll be money coming in there. I just think Rangers are breathing down your neck. This was the time for Rodgers to say, I'll show you when I'm back and I'm going to, you know, splash out in a Shankland, a Mayorski, yeah. this guy, Matthias, this garden. And I think that would have excited and that would have showed the Celtic fans, you know, we know you're coming, Rangers, but we're ready for it. Yeah, listen, I, 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 we've spoke about both those players on the show numerous times and, you know, I think both of them, obviously Shankland was linked with Rangers as well. And I, I think both players would do well at Celtic or Rangers. Uh, I think they're two of the best strikers in the division. And they've been doing it over the last couple of years as well. Uh, but, you know, there was, there was supporters weren't too keen on those names when we were banding them about last week. They weren't big enough names. Maybe, maybe they weren't on the table at all. You know, Majofsky, as I say, I plucked out of my head one day because I, I see him playing for Aberdeen and I think he's a, a nice striker. A nice footballer that he I think. Would fit nice I think so too, Howard. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. But again, it might not even have been on the table. It might have been us just, as I say, playing football manager I with think it. It's Peter Lawwell that's under the table. Um, let me see if, if it does. It's a hypothetical, obviously, Howard. If it ends like this, so say Adam Ida comes in, joins Nicholas Coon. If the window ends like that, how how dissatisfied would you be with that as a window? There'll be thousands outside Celtic Park if this is a window. If the window was to shut, two players signed, there'll be thousands outside calling for the board's head. I honestly believe that. Mm. Certainly, look, again, and I'm always, you know, I'd kind of keep social media at a safe distance because mm -hmm. I know it's not everything and then people who are angriest will always shout the loudest and it becomes a bit of an echo chamber and so on. But there, there is a lot... Of negativity out there about Celtic's transfer business so far. Yeah, and, and as I said earlier, you know, I, I understand that. But you know, looking at it from maybe a Celtic board's point of view, you know, January transfer window always inflated prices. So we're speaking about strikers as well that are the most expensive players on the football pitch. So again, Howard said, you know, why is there not an option to buy? It might be in the best interest of Celtic to yes, they've got money in the bank, Howard, and, and, and have spoken about that, and all the fans know that bringing a player on loan now. They can help them win the title and get them to the summer. And when they come to the summer, mm -hmm. they can get the specific player that they actually want. Rather than going and you know spending two or three million more than you have to now in the January window to bring in someone that mm -hmm. might, might not be your first or second target. Although I did say, and this remains to be true, you mm -hmm. have to give people a chance. It's so yeah. unfair on, on the player himself, which mm -hmm. however yeah. acknowledges. However, to slightly contradict that, 
do you not also sympathise with Celtic fans who thought that if it was a player to come and help you win the title, that probably wouldn't be someone who wasn't pulling up trees at Norwich, yeah. basically? Yeah, no, listen, and, and, I, and I get that. But... Marvin, can Go I say on. something very quickly? Of course. The, that, that is a legitimate argument. Mm-hmm. But the other argument is our competitors across the river are bringing in three or four players and we're bringing in, you know, two not great names. Rangers are fine for this. I mean, I, I even said that to, you know, my son, you know, Rangers supporters now must be thinking, do you know something? Look at what they're doing. Look at what we're doing. We're really in with a shout of this title. And I just hope Celtic would say, right, you've came too close. Here we go. And put a stop to it, basically. How can I ask you a question? And if the window was to close, the players that are rumoured to be going into Rangers and Celtic got Adam in as well, do you think that Rangers don't have a better team than Celtic do? Well, you've got two problems. Carter Vickers, as far as I've been told, could be cropped for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing of all, <clears throat> Rio Hotati yeah. limped off. And I, I can tell you, that is the one player we miss. Hatati yeah. just makes so many things happen. And I think if they two were out, I think we've got a problem. Yeah, I think Celtic fans who were already a bit annoyed at the transfer window just just wanted that was to the, that was the just information to, that you to didn't fall need today, out yeah. of love with football mm, when they yeah. saw that Rio Hitati injury today. Yeah, uh, it was quite <clears> something. So we'll wait and see what happens there. Good start by Howard. I think he's passionate. He feels strongly about what's going on in the transfer window. How do you feel? Are you agreeing or disagreeing with what you hear? Pick up the phone right now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are about to be joined on the phone by Andy, who's a Celtic fan. Andy, the first Celtic fan on, was very dissatisfied with the transfer business so far and the, the rumours of where it's heading. What are your thoughts on it? I think it is what I like. I like to have seen. Uh, I spoke to you at the start of the month, and, and, and my view was that we probably only needed, if everybody stayed fit, we only needed a replacement for Jota. And for Starfelt, hey, if we if we went back to playing with the inverted fullbacks, we've no probably done that in either position, and these injuries look as if they're going to impact on us. I, I have, a, I think, at this point of the transfer window, there's a possibility for Celtic to be a bit clever. First thing, it's about the loans, the loans to club situation. But I've got an observation I'd like to make beforehand. Owen Beck was recognised as a potential replacement, or certainly successor to Greg Taylor a few weeks ago, and everybody agreed that it'd be a good move. Celtic can still sign Owen Beck today or tomorrow, and keep him on loan to Dundee. You're allowed to register for three clubs during the course of the season. If he was if he was recognised as a replacement for Greg Taylor. Get the boy in, uh, and then we'll see the fruits of the next next season. But we'll also see the fruits when he's playing for Dundee uh, for the rest of this season. But listen, my, my main observation here is: see the cash coming back to Saturday. Quinn is an opportunity to score twice against Rangers. If he would have scored, obviously two points off our biggest rivals. This is the biggest challenge we've had within the league for probably a, a number of years. So I've got a suggestion that uh, if Celtic are clever within the transfer market. It could bear fruit. I'm just going to say some names. I don't know all their individual circumstances, but Seagrass, Bernabe, Kobayashi, McCarthy, Mikey Johnston, Tilio, Forrest, Yang, even maybe Awata. It's nearly a full team of players. I suggest that each of these players would make Motherwell's and Dundee's and Aberdeen's and St Johnston's better. I think if they're going to stay on Celtic's wage bill, and the truth of the matter is, none of them, I know Mikey Johnston's featured somewhat, but none of them are 
going to make a big impact in Celtic for the rest of the season. If we're paying their wages, my suggestion is if we're not going to get the players in because we either I'll, I'll give the board the benefit of the doubt and say that they've not identified the, the players they've went for, they've not been able to get, so therefore they're not just bringing in numbers. Uh, but the suggestion I'm making is that if we're keeping these guys on the wage bill, let's get them to Scottish clubs, not just for the, their own future, but if one of them can do what Cohen nearly done last week and, 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 and help us get a, a result against their, 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 their club against Rangers, it can only help Celtic. So, so Celtic's incoming transfers have been so disappointing that you just want to loan everybody out to the <coughs> other teams to make them better in the hope that they beat Rangers and that gives Celtic a better chance of winning the title. Well, well, it does what actually, a strategy. That's not my point. It's a strategy, yes, but it's actually it would make Brendan Rodgers' job a lot easier as well. We have a controllable number within training numbers within the dressing room. He's not going to have people uh, lumping about the two the two players next to you. I'll tell you, if players only getting a game, they can have a negative impact in the dressing room and on the training field. This would reduce the numbers to a much more manageable manageable situation. But I think it's a win-win. Yes, I'm saying that those players could go out and help their their, their host club. To, to maybe get points against Rangers, I don't think it's a bad strategy. It never happens in that in that number though. We've seen it before. You know, well, there's a reason there's only one or two gone. It's not through the want to try and <coughs> players are at Celtic. They can't want to stay there. You know, like where where is James McCarthy going to get loaned to in the Scottish Premiership? We saw some yeah. sort of approach from us. It's an interesting strategy, right? Enough, back. Andy's infiltrating. It's just the other teams to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I must do damage against Rangers. You think that the more sort of obvious way would just be for Celtic to sign some good players of their own in this window, surely? Yeah, and I, th- I think it is a balance. I think Andy's right though, and what he says about you know you need a manageable. I think we spoke about it before, a, a manageable number to go and work with, and you know I think Brendan Rodgers said himself at one point, you know there'd be a lot of players going out. Uh, there hasn't particularly been that many, so they're obviously still juggling with a. A number at the club that you know will prove to be difficult. You know, coaching, putting sessions on. I wonder if this has all been made more difficult though, because fans will always have their own dreams and mm-hmm. ambitions, and they head into every transfer window wanting good, exciting signings made. But Brendan Rodgers has spoken about wanting quality players, and surely this none of this, even if you think that other fans are overreacting or whatever. Surely none of this matches what the manager has said he's wanted. Yeah. Unless it changes tomorrow. No, exactly that, unless it does change tomorrow. And, and you're right, you know, he did speak about wanting quality in. Um, and for whatever reason, at this moment in time, they've only signed, you know, one player. So, you know, he's not going to be happy with the numbers that have been brought in. But also when Brendan was saying that, I'm sure he'd had a mind on, like Simon said there, maybe four or five players that are still at the club that he didn't think would be there. <clears throat> you know, he, he maybe had conversations with them and said it's best for them to move on. They're not going to get you know, game time and maybe their agents, like agents who played the game and said, you know, we'll be able to get them out and they haven't gone. So, you know, you speak about money, I have money in the bank, but still Celtic have to use that money properly. They can't afford to have, you know, five players, six players there that they don't really want at the club and then bring another two, three, four on top of it because, you know, you find yourself in trouble. Everyone has, you know, a budget and, and Celtic's budget, don't get me wrong, is bigger than a lot of other teams in the league, but they still have to stick within that. And at this moment in time, if you've got five players who are surplus to requirements, then you can't bring in the quality, unfortunately. Um, Andy, is there anything that you think needs to be done? I don't know if you know, do you know enough about Adam Ida to decide whether you think that's a good signing or not? Well, you never know they're fan. I mean, these guys may not have been uh, wholly successful at the club that I think it was at Norwich, didn't they? That doesn't mean to say that he could be a fit for how Celtic play. There might be a different dynamic, which means he performs better. Who knows? I mean, with these situations, you don't know. Gordon, just to, to, to assert what I was trying to say, that I wasn't only saying 
take all our Springs players out and support our teams. I'm hoping that Celtic bring one or two players in tomorrow. But the, the fact is that I won't be satisfied unless the one or two players they bring in are better than my first choices just now. I, I, I genuinely don't think we're in a position to be bringing in. And if, if this boy comes in, he's going to, he'll no play. He'll no play against ahead of Kyogo. Absolutely won't. I don't know whether or not he'll play. He'll be, so he's, he's going to be he's going to be um, a substitute striker. We need some right now. What we need to do is sign a better player than Kyogo. Yeah, we did say this last night. Is recruiting <coughs> this striker that everybody says Celtic need? Is it a difficult one to recruit for? Um, I saw Chris Sutton, who obviously keeps an eye on yeah. his former club Norwich, tweeting last night that he doesn't think Adam Edas better than <coughs> O. At which point, Celtic fans are saying, "Well, you know, what is the point? Is it a difficult one? You know, if you've got someone who is so clearly your out and out striker, albeit he's not having a great season, you know, there, there are loads of well, examples well, of players and you know, in different teams, you know, there's a there's there's kind of a reason why I'm off the top of my head. Like Rangers don't carry a good backup right back because. Mm-hmm. They don't need one Because yeah. the other guy just plays all the time And how good your backup going to be Or Can Celtic Should Celtic be signing someone Who can push Kyogo As close as possible I, th- I think so I think so I, I think, think it's possible Is it doable It's not doable Unless you've got a lot of money Simon I, I don't think How much does it cost To get no, someone I th- in I think, this, I think this I don't know I don't know But I think To answer Gordon's question about I think there should be somebody I mean you're talking about The right back at range I think uh, Clubs of that size, you should have somebody breathing down your neck in every position. Mm. I think. Yeah. What, what, yeah, but what I, amount it, it brings? It, it, it doesn't I don't know. actually the last happen guy, all the time. Does doesn't it? happen you know, all the time. But Jack McGregor doesn't have someone breathing down his throat because no. he's neck because he's too good. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, Celtic mm-hmm. can't get a backup to Callum McGregor that's nearly as good as him. Yeah, but they've got other midfielders there that have played that role. O'Reilly's played there. Yeah. They had Jack Marcus who proved to be. So important at a time when Kyogo went out injured uh, two seasons ago. He actually came in and scored a barrel load of goals. And it was almost as if you didn't really notice Kyogo was out the team. Because did he, he do- want to go? Doing so did well. he want to leave the club because he wasn't yeah, satisfied because, with that You know, that Kyogo comes fitting. back and he seems to be there. So yeah, but to answer your initial question, I think there should always be somebody there. That they've brought in O. There's still something there with O for me, but you know he hasn't had a lot of time. He's away with South Korea just now. I think they won yesterday, so he's not going to be back for another little spell. This kid coming in, I don't know much about. Uh, but there, there should be somebody there to, to breathe down and put pressure on Kyogo. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting you just roll over and don't ever try. Yeah. I, I was just, you know, how how difficult might that be? Extremely difficult. Because like, if, I'm, if I'm a centre forward and Celtic want to sign me and I see that Kyogo's there, and then I look at what like Simon said, they made a great point. Giacomacus, when he came in, the goals he scored... And he couldn't dislodge Kyogo from being the main man. What chance have I got? So if I score the same amount of Jack, uh, Jack Macca's story, then I'm still not going to dislodge him. It doesn't make any sense for me to go to Celtic. I might as well go somewhere else where I'm going to play. Because, you know, as players, you're very, very selfish. No one wants to play second fiddle. If you can, can get someone to come in and play second fiddle, they're not going to be of the quality, you know, to really go and play for Celtic and be their out-and-out number nine week in, week out. So that, that's, that's the, the balancing act that you have. You're not going to get somebody that's going to come in there and, and sit behind him and be of the same quality. It's just not going to happen. Do so mm. you think that would be an issue? So we, we touched on the likes of Majofsky, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't imagine Majofsky wanting to come and play second fiddle. I, I'd imagine he would want to back himself to come and try and shift him. So do you think that would be a factor in that level of player coming to Celtic? Yeah, really? I think, yeah, really? think it would be a huge factor in, in them coming. Because I think from, it, from his From, from the player's point of, point of view, because I think you say to the manager, OK, if I come in and, and, and score when I get my opportunity, do I stay in the team? 
And I don't think that's one where the manager can turn around and say, yes, because for me, Kyogo, like you say, he's not having the greatest of seasons. He is a top, top quality striker. There's no doubt about it. And I think anyone out there who'd be managing so you just think, right, once he gets his spark back, he's going to be brilliant for us. So I think that is the problem mm. that Celtic are facing at this moment in time. Thank you to Andy. Thomas is on the other line. Thomas, Adam Ida, is that one that's doing it for you? Are you going to give him the benefit of the doubt? Gordon, hi, Simon. Hi, Mark. Um, hi, Tom. Don't, as I say to you, Gordon, I don't understand that at all. For the last two, two transfer windows, we've been looking at Sydney, Sydney Van Hoydon. Hmm. And the, the ironic thing is about how long now he's going to go to Norwich. I mean, he does come in the, the opposite way to park it. I just don't get it. The guy's, <clears throat> the guy's goal scoring record isn't very good. 17 goals in 140-odd appearances, I believe. Um, but it's just I don't, I don't get it at all. I don't understand why the board's left it this late. It's been a... And, and obviously there are kind of side point and I've got them. I think Brendan Rodgers should come out and slay the board. What, what, what is the board doing? What, what, is the, what are they doing? Simon Dolly missing Miofsky there. We said Miofsky, I think Miofsky would score a barrel of the goals. We don't go for him. And Shagland as well. No, I know they would come to Celtic, but but either. I just don't understand the, 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 the background to it at all. Yeah, look, whether this is exactly as it, it looks from the outside or not, fine, someone can correct me. Um, and again, let's leave open the possibility that Adam Ida is brilliant because I think it's, it's really harsh on him. Yeah. I, I hate to think he was reading all the tweets about people who you know, <laughs> weren't interested in seeing him. I'm sure it's nothing personal. Um, but Thomas makes a good point. The Celtic fans are seeing tar- apparent target Sidney Van Hoydonk going to Norwich and the only way he can go there is if Adam Adam moves to make space for him and he comes to Celtic none of that triangle is making fans like Thomas feel very happy about things just now yeah that adds to the frustration like you said and, and Thomas said you know and you as well they've been linked with him for a long time they thought he's me coming in and, and yeah now he goes there and Adam has to come up to Celtic so it's almost like they're getting rid of someone who they don't deem good enough for them then Celtic fans thinking, well, why is he going to be good enough for us? But as you said, sometimes it's the style that teams play. We've seen it before with centre-forwards. You know, they play for somebody um, different and then they get a change, a new environment, comes to a massive club and all of a sudden he starts scoring goals and it's a totally different player. I'm sure Brendan's, you know, seen more than enough of him to think, right, he can yeah. add something to Celtic. I'll tell you what, he'll get a lot more chances at Celtic in front of goal than he will at Norwich. Yeah. To yeah. state the obvious, ninth in the, the championship at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Like you said there, you know, he will get a lot more chances about him taking them. So, you know, it's, it's just frustrating. I think the whole thing of it being alone, I think it being someone from a championship team in England, I think, you know, when you, you put those two things together and then obviously Van Hooydonk going down to, to Norwich, you know, there's three things that, you know, aren't making Celtic fans very pleased this evening. Yeah, it feels the way it's, the way it's all come about. Because if it was purely about the level, I could always we always bring this up, Matt O'Reilly signed from League One mm-hmm. yeah. and, and look at him now. So um, it's not always just the level, but it's all... It's all piling up. It feels um, Pierre's a former teammate. Of I was yours. just can, say, can I should, you not, I should just smooth have, this full thing over. I should just over? have uh, phoned Pierre and found out what was going on. <laughs> uh, listen, it happen. I, I think it, it it doesn't look good from the out, you know, outside looking in. But we we don't know the circumstances. We don't know what's happened. We, we don't even know if you know Van Hooydonk was total speculation mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we can only sit here and try and work things out, but. Yeah, I should maybe I just picked the phone up to you can do it at the next break. So, Thomas, <laughs> overall, then, what what is the what's the feeling here? Are you are you worried? Basically, you worried you don't win the title if the, if the recruitment isn't right in the next day or two. 
what the as you say about the league tail on them, you know you know and Rangers are Rangers are kinda of coming coming on strong again, you know. I just feel obviously the next two games are, are important. Aberdeen and Hibernian I think it is, but a few points, you know what I mean especially if you don't get any more any more players in and we lost this league. Catastrophic, you know, and, and I think the fans quite rightly will, t- will turn on the board. I'm interested in that So you Something you said earlier as well You, you wished Brendan Rodgers Would criticise the board Or something um, Is that Is that very much Where you feel this lies You You almost feel that Brendan Rodgers isn't getting What he thought he was going to get What do you mean by that? Well I thought When they came in The board The board said oh, Come back and we'll, we'll, we'll wait you players Now Brendan Rodgers To the board I want four quality players you know what I mean? We only say we've seen Kuhn and we've seen you don't know either yeah, but he's he's coming on. I, I just think the board the board has pulled the wheel over some some fans' eyes, but be getting they get Rodgers back in and no no give them the money for players. I just mm. don't know. Thank you very much to Thomas A frustrated Thomas on the line. I could do that thing where I pretend I've got like real insight in a Real knowledge Because I actually Commentated on some Republic of Ireland Under 16 games <laughs> That Adam Ida played in Did you? Seven years ago Eight <laughs> years ago Seven years ago Something and like that Have you got any? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> remember He was, was a big laddie For his age back then But um, that's about as far as it goes So it was like Billy Gilmore was in the Scotland team mm-hmm. So it was that sort of yeah. age If you like And uh, Listen, there's one way the, the guy It's a can, memorable name So I remembered it but. The guy can come to the fours Come up here and start banging goals And as you said at the, the top of the show, we ha- Celtic supporters have to get behind the lad, and they, they will. Hope he's not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> anyway, right, thank you to Thomas. Let me tell you about this. It was Elizabeth who was absolutely delighted to get the £106,000 Make Me A Winner call. Her friend Avril has won it before as well. You want to hang about with those two? Wow. Seriously? <laughs> How much luck can one friendship group have? Elizabeth's going to pay off some bills, go and visit family in Portugal. And if you want in on it, you have to be in the draw. It's £108,000 tomorrow. You text YES to 61025. It's text or £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition are online. If you get the call after 3pm, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away and that's how you win the hundred and eight thousand pounds. Text yes to six one zero two five. Zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here, like many of the shows in this month. It's going to be dominated, I think, by transfer business. But a huge story this morning in Scottish football. One of our biggest clubs that always sends shockwaves when something like this happens. Uh, maybe not too much of a surprise for some. Barry Robson sacked by Aberdeen uh, just about a year in charge. It seems like Aberdeen do this every winter, um, but he's gone. He's paid the price for some poor results and the search for a new manager begins. Graham is in this part of the world. He's in Glasgow, but he is an Aberdeen fan. Uh, where to start, Graham? Firstly, was it the right decision? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was, yeah. Because, I mean, I've been watching Aberdeen quite a lot this season and also watched them at the end of last season when Barry went that uh, quite incredible run 
But I had personally a lot of concerns at the end of the season. I think when we got beat, you know, hammered by Celtic at Celtic Park. I understand it's you know Celtic's last home game of the season, you know, Ange's last game, but it was such like a tepid performance, and then it just the season never really seemed to start from there. You know, you know, going out of the Europa League, albeit against the Swedish champions. It was, you know, the, the home game. We didn't really just live up to the expectations that we should have. And since then, I think we've been playing badly for like three or four games. We get a wee win, paper over the cracks. You know, I think we uh, when we get, when we beat Motherwell four two. I was at that game, uh, and I don't know how we scored four goals in that game. I was came away from that thinking, what is what have I just watched? How have we just won that so comfortably? So I think that's been the trajectory all season. Just Barry just hasn't been able to get the players going, and whether that's you know the players not you know playing into his mm. identity the way he wants to play or there's something going on you know you know, further up uh, in the board I'm not too sure but yeah I think it was the right de- decision and I think it probably should have come a bit earlier to be Hi- honest Hindsight's great well, was he the right appointment? Because you know we went through a fad didn't we of our teams appointing the guy who came in the interim basis but to be fair to Aberdeen he gave him a long old time, didn't they? I, I've, I've got no idea but you know the, it's entirely possible that they never really wanted Barry Robson initially or they never thought it was going to be Barry Robson but he got a really long go at it you don't need me to bring up Darville and all that stuff and the way that the season turned around was he still the right appointment at the time or how would you look back on it? Yeah so at the time I I thought he probably was because again it's I think Dave Cormack and the board were probably put you know in quite a difficult position because a lot of the fans were wanting him to you know stay when I saw us we beat Hearts and Hibs at home and Mm. then we beat Rangers as well and we somehow finished third. I think it, the board were almost uh, put in a, an impossible position where they couldn't. You know, they, they had to kind of sign him because if they didn't, you know, and, and if they brought in someone else and the season kind of didn't go the way that it was meant to, fans would have been saying, "Well, why didn't you get by Robson?" So I think the board could only do what they were, you know, could play the hand they were dealt. Uh, I think when it goes ahead, I think we have to now just make sure that we get a really experienced manager now. I think that is really key for Aberdeen because we've had Stephen Glass, who was a rookie manager. We had. Jim Goodwin, we kind of know how that kind of played out, and I thought Jim Goodwin actually is a is a decent manager, but it just maybe it was the wrong club. And now by Robson, so I think we need to kind of get rid of this culture at the club that we have that we're, you know, because you don't want to become a sacking club because we, we we were so good under Derek McInnes, and we've got such a good team, you know. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to Hearts or Hibs, but we should comfortably be third. We should be closer to the old firm than we should be, you know, fourth or fifth. With the players that we have and the money that we have, you know, there's Bojan and Miosi, you know, getting touts for Celtic. I think he'd be a great signing for Celtic, although I hope he doesn't go there. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and we've got, you know, Jamie McGrath, you know, Duke when he's on fire, we've got a lot of really good players. So it's just, you know, it's very frustrating to be an Aberdeen fan, but I think it was, you know, the right decision. Right call. Marvin, yeah. I need you to take your managerial hat off and put your punditry <laughs> one on because I'm sure you sympathise with just how. How cutthroat it is yeah. We said you know Barry Robson actually Has a good end to last season But if you start the next season Poorly Then you're, well, I mean I know We're in January So it's more than mm-hmm. a bad start But um, From the outside Forgetting the managerial loyalty Side of it Are you Was that the decision you expected Did you, Was it heading that way Yeah I, I do think it was heading that way um, Like you said You know Just kind of With the size of the club And you know The amount of players That were brought in And I think Aberdeen expected a certain style as well. I think, you know, last season when he went in, he was absolutely fantastic. As, as Graham's mentioned there, I think he gave them a structure, I think, which was missing before he did go in there. I think they looked more solid, um, you know, even if it was more rigid at times. And I think, 
you know, over maybe the summer, Aberdeen fans wanted that, but they wanted a little bit more attacking side to it as well. And maybe a few more controlled entries. The times that I have seen Aberdeen, and, and as Graham said again, you know, they've got a lot of good players there. They've been extremely direct um, in their play. And, and a lot of the time you're trying to get it up to Moski and, and, and you're hoping for the best, you know, when he gets the ball. You know, Duke hasn't been, you know, his usual self of recent, um, you know, found himself out of, the, out of the team. I think he's another massive player for them. So, you know, I, I wasn't too surprised with it happening. But, you know, as you said, taking that punditry hat off and putting the managerial one back on, I know how tough it is. I know how tough that gig really is. So, you know, I, I do feel for him. Yeah, I th- Listen, Graham's seen a lot more of Aberdeen, as I said earlier on the show, Aberdeen fans seen a lot more of Aberdeen than myself this year. But I, I agree with Graham, I think on paper they, they do have a, a decent team. And I'm just looking at the, the table there, it's 18 points to Hearts, so albeit they've got the two games in hand. It's a lot, isn't it's it? It's a lot, mm. it's a lot. And for a team like Aberdeen, they should be higher up. And not a, not a Hearts team that's been like flying well yeah. to be fair, and, and a, very, they, a very good they go through recently. there and, and you're talking about things with Celtic and Hatati. My offside scores a great goal through it, Tynecastle at the weekend, and Var, you know, chops it off. I think he clipped the, the defender on the way through, so things weren't going for them either. Uh, but yeah, listen, it's a difficult job, and the pressure at Aberdeen, you know, third mm. is where they have to be. And is is Graham's point there perhaps the most important one? I always feel like any managerial job, the manager should really be judged against the quality of his squad. Is he getting? Mm. Is he? Underperforming with them or overperforming with them, and it, you get is Graham onto something. The squad looks decent. That looks looks good on paper. Yeah, yeah, on paper they definitely look good. Um, you know, they look a really, really good team. Um, so yeah, I, you would have to say, especially where they are in the league at this moment in time. You know, they are underperforming. You know, I played with Nicky Devlin at, at Livingston, and then before coming assistant manager um, with, with him as a player, and, and he's a fantastic player. And I know. At the start of the season, he was playing kind of right of the three. They were playing a back three and it, it really doesn't suit him. And then he went to right wing back, um, you know, so sometimes it's about just putting players in their best positions. Obviously, at the time, the manager thought you know, that was best for the team and there could have been injuries, etc. But, you know, when you do look at the players on paper and again, football's not played on paper, they have a, a better squad and they mm-hmm. should be performing better than they are. Uh, Graham, you said it has to be an experienced manager. Does that extend as far as someone as experienced as Neil Warnock, who I've seen mentioned? Have you got any names for us? Yeah, I think that's kind of doing the rounds now, isn't it? I think that looks like it's going to, that could actually happen, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think people have also mentioned Neil Lennon, I'm not too sure. For me personally, I know I've just kind of just said, you know, we shouldn't move a rookie manager and sort of experience, but I would kind of like Aberdeen to think outside the box a bit more, you know, possibly in Europe, you know, look at what Rangers have done with Clement, even though he's, obviously, Rangers can get that kind of quality, being who they are. I think Aberdeen need to kind of do that. There's plenty of quality managers in Europe he would come in and look at that team and do a lot with them. Uh, I was listening to Marvin there. He was spot on in terms of like the way that Aberdeen were in the last season. I think what Bayer Robson did was so successful was he stopped his leaking goals, you know, and then suddenly they had that bounce. But when that kind of stopped and teams knew how to play against us, that we had no plan B. I think that ultimately was what you know let Bayer down. But it's a great team we have, and it's as I said, it's mm. very frustrating to see us do so poorly. And the league quality this year has been quite strange. I don't know if you guys agree, but. I feel outside the old farm, everyone's kind of been kind of the same, but the quality's been lower, I felt, watching the game. So it's a miss, huge missed opportunity for Aberdeen to kind of really cement third place. And, you know, I think it'll be very difficult for us even now to finish in the top six with the way things are going. Mm, thank you very much to Graham, an Aberdeen fan on the day that Barry Robson was sacked. The fans of every team in Scottish football secretly want to see Neil Warnock come up here and <laughs> embrace our madness. 
And maybe you could get your thoughts in But it's that time of the night already Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, it is Beat the Pundit time You actually won last week, didn't you? No? Yeah Oh, did they not? Oh, shock you remember. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, yeah, shock you remember. You can't remember what you had for dinner yesterday, but you remember that? That was the tiebreaker debacle, wasn't it? The tiebreaker. Yeah. Oh, that was awful yeah. for yeah, me. That was awful. Anyway, your chance to <laughs> pile more misery on Marvin Bartley is here. 01419511025. And the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here on the usual number or on social media if you want to get in touch. We kicked off with a lot of frustrated Celtic fans at the way the transfer window is heading. Maybe you're feeling a bit more calm about everything. You want to provide some balance. Please do that. Celtic fans always like a bit of balance. Uh, Rangers fans actually seeing some reports at the moment that Jeffy um, won't be happening in this window uh, and might have to wait until the summer. Certainly. Um, according to Fabrizio Romano on Twitter. It tends to be sort of across these things. Uh, so I wonder what you're thinking. Is that a big blow? Or are you comfortable enough with that? Oscar Cortez appears to be in the area and about to sign. So what do you make of that one? Well, Aberdeen fans keep them coming. We've had one fan before the news there who thought it was the right decision to get rid of Barry Robson. Does everybody think that? Or is there anyone left who thinks it was a mistake? And who next? What sort of drama and excitement would Neil Warnock bring to the Premiership? <laughs> or is there anyone else? Is there any other managers within our game that you think are ready for the step up? Far too early for the guy from Dumfries, I have to say. Um, but anyway, get your suggestions in and we will play this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, it is Beat the Pundit time, Simon. 70% win percentage this season That's, That was what it was Remember his percentage went I've down got the defeat. That's how I remembered it Marvin slipped back As he went down I was 62 and a half That'll do me Wow last week. I'll get back up today But anyway Lewis is going to play tonight How's it going Lewis? How you doing alright? This is Sounds nervous This sounds like I uh, Preferential treatment on here But I don't pick the Beat the Pundit callers I sit in here and talk nonsense with you two I think this is the second night in a row We've had a Motherwell fan on Ooh. I know I actually know the boy who won down last night and Monday, so hopefully I get one for any one back. <laughs> you know the, the last two contestants on Beat Aye, the Bundit? Stephen and Frazai. <laughs> Did they win? No, that's no the, the guy get beat last night, didn't they? They both get beat, so you've not got much, <laughs> much to top, Lewis, do you? Good team quiz, that. No. <laughs> this is like it's not quite as good but remember we, we referenced this before remember that sort of family in Paisley yeah. that all kept Aye. phoning up the relaxed yeah. guys yeah extremely relaxed Re- extremely they, kept relaxed. Relaxed. Winning, though, didn't they? they kept winning um, uh, Lewis and his pals apparently are all I don't know how this is happening the first Monday was he a Motherwell fan as well no he's a Rangers fan alright okay anyway uh, <laughs> what we'll do is toss the coin if it's heads it'll be Simon Donnelly and if it's tails it'll be Marvin Bartley Yes! It's time to get that Get the percentage back up. It's Marvin Bartley. The uh, tricky questions tonight as well. (sighs) Why do you always say this, man? (laughs) I didn't wear my jumper today, so I'm all right. I noticed that's freezing outside. You pulled in with a t shirt. I'm fine. Anyway, give Marvin some greatest hits radio. Turn it up nice and loud so he can't hear us, which means, Lewis, it's just you and I. 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can. Pass if you don't know. Okay? Top man, your time starts now. At what time does the transfer window shut tomorrow night in Scotland? 
past 11 Dundee are currently where in the table? 6 What Italian club are interested in signing Gustav Lagerbielka from Celtic? Genoa Who is the current manager of Clyde? Ian McCall Rangers target Jeff Day is currently on loan at a club in which country? Cyprus In junior football, who are Auchinleck Talbot's biggest rivals? Cumnock Who plays their home games at Stair Park? Trindar James Penrice joined Livy from which club? Partick <laughs> Marvin Bartley, can you hear us? You're yep. in trouble. You are Ooh. in trouble. You always say this. I know. I think James was uh, Lewis was hopeless, and I'm just saying that for effect. Yeah, you, you love putting me saying I'm in trouble. Only the listeners at home will know. Are you ready? Yep. Thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can. Your time starts now. At what time does the transfer window shut tomorrow night in Scotland? Eleven o'clock. Dundee are where in the table? Ooh, fifth. What Italian club are interested in signing Gustav Lagerbielka from Celtic? Pass. Who's the manager of Clyde? McCall. Rangers target Jeff Day is currently on loan at a club in which country? Holland. In junior football, who are Auchinleck Talbot's biggest rivals? Pass. Who plays their home games at Stair Park? Stranraer. James Penrice joined Livy from which club? Pass at Thistle. What Scotland international currently plays for Leeds United? Cooper. Okay. Lewis, have you done enough? Well, I don't know. Maybe one or two in it. You threw a lot of questions there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, there were shorter questions. So yeah. obviously you get through. Quite no, because he's speaking faster today because he felt sorry for me after last week. Because normally he's like, "What no, player I did?" I felt sorry for you <laughs> after hearing what Lewis was about to do to you. That's what it was. I could have asked you twelve questions and you wouldn't get as many right as Lewis. Uh, the transfer window slams shut. Eleven thirty. Lewis Ooh. got it. One nil. Lewis Dundee are sixth. Two nil. Lewis. Oh. I love the way this is heading. Uh, he did have time to get the next one wrong. Lagerbielka Lecce Lecce None of you got it I mean there were Lewis Do you know what Seeing a certain set of questions I think you could have Grannied him here But he's bound to know Ian, <laughs> He knows the lower leagues This guy oh, where he so operates beat then. Oh, So uh, Ian McCall You both got that Well done um, So Marvin stays two behind uh, Jeff Day is on loan In Cyprus Which Lewis got what? Lewis is sensational, honestly. Lewis got sent the questions. Uh, you're three behind. Oh, just put me out of my misery, man. <laughs> it, it, no, because it gets worse. In junior football, Auchinleck Talbot's biggest rivals are Cumnock and Lewis got Did he? Did get that? I can I give you that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cumnock. You're in deep, deep, oh, deep Oh, you're trouble. telling me? Um, again, he knows the lower leagues. He was bound to get Stair Park, Stranraer, but so did Lewis. Lewis knew everything. Uh, I was very impressed. Well done. And... Honestly, Lewis, it's like we gave him every chance. Lewis Penrice, Livy, he used to work at Livy, Partick Thistle, but Lewis got it as well. Lewis was honestly, <laughs> Lewis was outstanding. Um, you even got more questions in than Lewis, and he, but, he didn't need no, it. There what isn't is, enough what questions. is the score at the moment? It, it? Oh, Simon, I'm losing, six, mate. 6-3. Three. Six, three. He's not a bad return, by the I way. You got Liam Cooper. You pulled it back to 6-4. Four. 4 is not a bad return. How I've good was Lewis, though? Was it? Cooper, right? Was it? No, he was he was fantastic, Lewis. Super. He needs to get out of the house more, though. Honestly, clearly. what an effort, Lewis. Have you had the displeasure of ever seeing Gordon Diel in his local habitat since you live there? <laughs> I, 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 no, I've seen him like a few times at Asda, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I've told this before on the show, right? See if you go pick any time of day, any day of the week, and you go to Motherwell Asda. There is He's such in. a high chance you'll see him. Have I never told you this before? <laughs> right. So obviously, I don't live there anymore. Yeah. And genuinely, like not exaggerating, there was a spell where 
Every time I went to Motherwell and I went to Asda, he was just there, just wandering around the place. He's got a job, <laughs> or now, now limping around the place with his crutch, as the story oh, goes. That. Lewis, that was excellent. Um, really good. You got high hopes for Motherwell's transfer window remaining? Oh, hopefully, get a striker or two because we can't kind of just keep with Theo Beer. Theo Beer's done well, but it's literally just him, so. I know everybody needs a striker, mm. don't they? But I mean, in particular, I mean, some clubs want one because they would like, you know, more. Mother Mother needs one, don't yeah. they? Like, you, you cannot have one striker. Yeah, you just yeah. can't. I mean, well, I will say that because they're thereabouts, but he's, he's been injured, injured a lot. Isn't he? Yeah. Um, and this is Theo Bear, who until recently, many yeah, people did. Yeah, big striker was from last year was getting mentioned. Not necessarily Van for Veen. you guys, but yeah, I did, I did see that. Um, mm. That'd be quite something. Mother. This just shows you how sort of um, glass half empty I am on certain things. <laughs> I just always worry like he can't possibly as good as he was last season. <laughs> yeah. So you'd need to settle for a kind of, but I don't know, maybe a, a six, lesser version. Maybe a lesser version would still, still be good enough. enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they do need to sign one. You're right. If you could make the money work. Imagine you can bring Van Veen back. <sighs> That'd be unbelievable. I don't think it can happen though, Gordon. That seems unlikely, Lewis. Mm. Is that are you agreeing? Oh, it's gone new, but obviously, like he'll never be as good as he did, did last season. So like he'll end up covering like. That is true. Like when Louis Moult came back, or when yeah, it's not know, the same. Yeah, there's just there's always a few. Yeah, Henry Koyama came back. Yeah. You need to get Anya. someone though. Henry Anya, I played with him. Yeah. Hibs, did you? Yeah. yeah. Did he score for Motherwell? Yeah, he was good oh, at the time. Yeah. He was sort of up and down. Hmm. Anya, we had Dundee United. That's well. right. So you yeah. did. See, this guy's been about. The link, yeah. There is. Mm. Um, right, Lewis. The same ball is on its way to you. Well done. Well done, Lewis. You're brilliant, mate. Top man. Battered you, didn't nah, he? Unbelievable. Hey, I think, think four. You... Don't talk about percentages again. Yeah. What's his percentage now? No, honestly, <laughs> I think four is one of the highest I've ever got. <laughs> so I to, I I know. Four. <laughs> you take four every week. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Honestly. Um, Lewis was good. No, he was really good. Really, really good. He did to you what you did to everybody at the Masters and bashed them around. <laughs> the Dodgem got a taste of his, yeah. Own, yeah. of his own medicine. That was really good, I must admit. I thought you were joking when you said, oh, it's going to be a tough one Like after he had been. You love doing that, but no, fair play. You're down to 55% apparently. Yes. He should be on minus maybe two next time he calls him. He was so good, wasn't he? Yeah. Really impressed. Right, keep the calls coming then. 01419511025. Celtic fans, you want to add... Anything to what we heard earlier, Adam and Dad didn't seem to be cutting it for many of you on the phones. Um, but of course, not his fault. If he's to be the signing, maybe he does come up here and becomes a revelation. I said during Beat the Pundit, Rangers fans, it looks like Jeff Day is going to have to wait. Uh, it looks like that deal is off for now. Is that is that a big blow? Is that a real disappointment? Or is that an area you can just sort of make do with and, and move on um, to maybe the next window? Uh, what about the other one, Oscar Cortez? Looks like that is going to happen. Uh, I've seen you all scouring his social media and looking to see which local hotel uh, he stay, he's staying in. So I'm assuming that will happen. Uh, I think that one will excite Rangers fans, Marvin, purely because of the profile. We always say it. We don't know if he's going to be any good. We're not saying he's going to be any good, but he's he's young. Mm -hmm. He's that good profile. And surprisingly, most surprisingly of all, he's a wide right 
player which Rangers do not have haven't had and have needed for a long time in the eyes of many fans yeah exactly that the things you've said there are the things that excite you as a fan you know when you, you play like that's coming to your club and also it fills a position where they, they are like you know young um, Coslin's done extremely well for them out there but he does need some support on that side so you know him coming in that's one that we expect to be kind of confirmed today or early tomorrow I think the Rangers fans are absolutely delighted and they you know be excited about seeing him and seeing what he can add to the team uh, yeah, Rangers fans, what do you think? You got high hopes for Oscar Cortez. How big a blow is the Jefty deal collapsing? It might well happen in the summer. Um, Marvin Bartley, I know you're a big Hibs fan. Uh, Christian Doidge is away. He's away to Forest Green on a permanent deal. Quite surprised at that, just because you know he played at the weekend, so he's kind of there. He's he's been involved, um, but he's he's gone. He's I'm away. very surprised because you know for me. I think he's the best one within the two. I think he's kind of a foil for somebody else. I'm not saying he's going to go and ever get you 20 goals, but he's a handful. He's extremely good in the air. He offers them a different dimension rather than trying to, you know, play through the lines mm. all the time. And like you said, he's been involved an awful lot. He's scored quite a few, you know, important I think he's goals got, I as think well. Overall, overall, he's about one in every three, I think, which isn't bad when you say... That, that's not only what, it's not his only job, yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's he's never really the main. It's not Nisbet before, or you know now yeah. he's played Avente or, or or other strikers up there. So, you know, to have that as kind of your target man's, you know, producing those sorts of numbers, and you know, he always seems to be in the right position. I know he, he missed a guilt edge chance at the end of the the Kilmarnock game. Where did you game. see his way to? Forest, Forest Green, Green. Forest where Green. he's been before. Yeah, right. he he did extremely well there before. So. Yeah, I, I am surprised that Hibs have done it. Obviously, they've brought in a lot of players during this window and you know, they've spent a little bit of money on on wages, etc., and loan fees. So, you know, maybe they are trying to balance the books up and maybe, you know, his game time is going to be limited and when you get to kind of his age, he just wants to play as many games as he possibly can. Scott Fraser to Hearts, that's official now that's done on loan from Charlton. Has obviously, was good he with player. you at yeah, Dundee United? Yeah, he was a kid at Dundee United, really good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been down south mm-hmm. <coughs> for a number of years, so that's, that's an interesting one, yeah. Yeah, off to Hearts. So a few bits and pieces happening what about David who's on the line David you're a Rangers fan whilst we were on Beat the Pundit we said the Jeffy thing uh, looks like it's fallen through for now is that a big blow or is that one you're comfortable enough with I'm comfortable enough with as long as Yuma stays I mean it was rumours that he was going but as I said the last time I was on Yuma is coming into a game he's getting regular football and we can see the improvement in him he's a, he's a player he just needs confidence he needs he needs game time and he's getting that now and we can see the benefit that we're getting. Um, the only thing, I mean, the, the boy cut in, the boy, um, the other boy coming in, he's seemingly a great player. Uh, that, that, that needs to be seen. The thing we would, I would love to see and every Rangers fan I've seen is a striker. Um, Shankland, if it's going to happen, if it's not. Even Van Veen, I mean, Van Veen proved himself in Scottish football. Okay, seemingly he didn't want to come back even though he's not happy where he is. But he would be a great, like, a, a stopgap. Mm. Even to even the summer to try and attack the the, 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 the the league and win the league. I think he could, one of those two would have made a huge difference. Yeah, let's start with, with the left-back. Did, did it always feel like Rangers left-back in this window was more about the, the business side of it? Anyway, you know, Probably can get through the season with Yilmaz and Barisic yep. if they're both there. But was it about like you know, okay, well if one leaves and then what do you do and does Jeffy come in? The fact that he's not coming, I assume Yilmaz won't be allowed to leave, and then it's just as you were. Is that yeah? Like you said, it'd be as you were, and I agree with David. You know, I think Yilmaz has got better. You know, the more games he's played, no surprise, the better he's got, and. I think that should be a lesson for a lot of us as football fans because I think Yilmaz got a hard time of it. You know, when he came in for the odd game once every five, six, seven weeks, 
And it's difficult. You know, you need that kind of consistency. You need to be playing games week in, week out to show what you're about and show show your ability. Now, if you ask Rangers fans what they think of Yilmaz compared to what they thought of him maybe three or four months ago, it, it's changed a lot. You know, the same with kind of Dessas at the top end of it. But to answer your question, Gordon, you know, once you've got two left backs within the building who can play, you know, in any given game, I think to add a third one is just... One is just clogging it up, you know, because let's be honest, left backs don't get changed during games unless they're injured. Um, and two, I think it's just a waste of money at this moment in time. So it might be something they revisit, as you said, in the summer. Yeah, I think, as you say, game time. And so and we are, in this country, we are quite quick to judge players, you know, when they first come in. Uh, Barisic was probably regarded as Rangers' number one left back for a, a long period there. So this guy's now got a run in the team. As David says, that helps, you know, coming in for one game and, and going out for three, four, it plays on your mind. You know, you feel as if you maybe you're eager to try and impress when you come in. He's got a run of games. He's shown, you know, the quality that he can bring to the team. So I think they'd be quite relaxed with that just now and maybe look at this guy in the summer. Yeah, so it looks like his current loan club, which you heard on Apoel Nicosia, not willing to break the loan. The loan, yeah. Um, but it does look like Rangers have a, a kind of verbal agreement in place that they can reactivate the option in the summer. So it might mm -hmm. be that it still turns out to be a, a Rangers player in the future. And listen, it's the transfer window. We are, we're consistent on here. We actually, I've got it written into my contract that we, I shouldn't admit that we need to mention Lauren Shanklin once every show <laughs> throughout January. So I'm glad David did it. Um, it's the 31st of January. There's been absolutely, I now just for... What's, what's well, da is David still there? What's David's now that he's seen like say Yilmaz getting a bit of time? Dessers has started scoring goals. Yeah. What's his thoughts on? Yeah, you warming to him, David? Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to. I mean, I, I said the last time I was on. To me, he's a poacher. If if he's if he's using his, his instincts in front of goal in the box, he'll get it on target or in the back of the net. Yeah. If he's got time, like, the, the game, the, the, the goal, he had a chance against Celtic when he, he ran like a, a third of the way into the park. If he's got time to think about time, it, yeah. he makes mistakes. <clears throat> but if it's in the box, not his feet or his head, he'd get it on target and then the back of the net, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Marvin, I just can't envisage any situation where we wake up tomorrow and out of nowhere, there has been nothing more than talk on here and mm -hmm. on Twitter and, you know, just speculation. We just wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden Lauren Shanklin becomes a Rangers player before the end of the window. Yeah, I, I don't think it happens, you know, for, listen... What the first reason, obviously, Rangers need another strike. I don't think they'll bring another one in. I don't think they'll so need... you don't think they will no, bring no, anyone? No, I don't. I, you know, we spoke about Silver and the role he'll play within that team. And I always said, for me, he's going to play up front. You know, you've got Dessas as well. And then obviously, you know, there's a couple of strikers injured. You've got Roof, who's injured as well. And Delano's injured as well. So I, I don't see why you would, would bring in another one. I, I really don't think there is, there is space um, for another striker to be there. Out with that, if I'm the manager of Hearts, I'm not letting Lawrence Shanklin go. And with that as well, if I'm Lawrence Shanklin, I'm not going either because the Euros are coming up. So it's vital for him. You know, this is his only chance to go to, to the Euros for me. Um, you know, he's not going to make the one. He might make the World Cup if Scotland get there, but the one after that, I don't think he'll make. So stay at Hearts, keep scoring goals, you know, where you are the main man and, and then revisit it in the summer. You know, fire them into Europe and, and leave on a good note. I think if he left now... It'd leave a bit of taste in, in, in the you know the Hearts fans' mouth. So will this go down as a disappointing window if you don't get a striker, David? Or um, the way I look at it is the, the, the problem you've got is Seymour's got a bad injury. They've already said someone's come out of the rumours recently that um, Kemar Ruth's got a really bad injury. He won't be back this season. Danilo, okay, he's <coughs> he's back on his feet, 
but he's still going to be at least a couple of months before he's even playing again to, to be to be taken onto the field. So I think you've, you've lost you've lost three. You've lost Seema, you've lost Danilo, and you've lost um, Ruth. So so you are starting to struggle for proven guys that are going to put the ball in the back of the net. We will see. Maybe something will come out and surprise us tomorrow. Thank you to David. We'll give these two a full-time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's that time of the night where you send a question in to us and I sit back and laugh whilst the pundits try and come up with the answers. It's quite good fun. It's the full-time teaser. So let's give you the question for this evening. The full-time teaser with Universal Interiors East Kilbride Where their goal is a better wardrobe, slat wall, home office or media unit Right, we have almost certainly had a question like this or a variation of this before These questions are a staple of the full-time teaser and I like them for that reason Even you two should understand this question Uh, Big thanks to Jamie for sending it in Jamie wants to know Since the Scottish Premiership began Which was 2013 Right There have been 10 different players Who've won the top scorer In the the top flight Can you name them? So since the Scottish Premiership started in 2013 10 different players Have been awarded top goal scorer In the top flight Can you name them? Oh wow Hooper? No Edward Yes 22 goals in the 1920 season Dembele Nope I'm doing flying aren't Yeah it? really well Same as your beat the pundit Flying Did Morelos win? One uh, He did Any more for any more? So it's Yes no? Okay, we can leave it there. So you've got Edward Morelos, that's fine. You've only got eight more okay, to get. Right. So that's fine. There we go. 2013. Here's one. Did you coach in the first ever game in the Scottish Premiership era? <laughs> Possibly. What was the game? Well, I, this is the thing. I'm going to have to double check. I thought the first game when we changed to the Premiership, I thought the first one. No, I think we I think we went to Dundee United on that year, but halfway through. Ah, uh, right. In okay. January, mm. first game we played uh, Rangers in the Scottish Cup and won. Right. I thought the first one was the Friday night, Partick Thistle and Dundee United or something. Were you there that night? No, I was there that night. Is that not the first? Maybe it wasn't. Uh, it took a lot. Wasn't. Took a lot of stick off the Partick. Of course you night. did. Yes. Maybe that wasn't the first. I've just I know it was the first of that of a season mm. around that time. I, I thought that probably was That was, was the it. first game of A season Because it was a Friday and night we And there. I was there I remember it Because that would have been it's A horrible evening Andy Robertson's first Foray yep. into the Scottish top a, flight Wasn't it was a horrible evening We took a lot of stick Just no, to fill you in we, I wish I was there We'd been at party And <laughs> oh, okay. Left Went to Dundee United So yeah it wasn't Scampered was it a Enjoyable evening, let's say. No, that sure was there we go. That was that was that was the first game of the Premiership either. There, there you go. go. You'll sleep wow. well. Wow. You'll sleep well tonight knowing that. I'm glad yeah. I'm here because no, no. he can't remember. Yeah, that. No, exactly, no, but he remembers my percentage. That, nil, that sums him up. Nil nil yeah. on a Friday night. Oh, brilliant. I put it to the back of my mind. <laughs> James Delete. is on the line. James is a Celtic fan. James, we started this show with a bit of um frustration, I think, from Celtic fans, not really 
content with the transfer business and the rumours. What are you making of it all? Well, there's this guy that they're going to get from Norwich. Um, nobody knows that. Nobody knows that much about him, you know. And uh, my cousin um, was born and brought up in Norwich. He was a season ticket holder at Carroll Road. Goes to all their games. And he came up last year. I mean, he was even at the Fenlet Parkhead when they played them there. And I asked him about this, and he sent me a text. And I'll read it out to you. I'll, I'll modify it a wee bit, but <laughs> he always had lots of potential, but never quite reached it. He's quick and powerful but needs to be more confident. His minutes to goals ratio is good, and he'll set up chances for the others. If he goes to Celtic, I think he'll be good for him and for Celtic. He's much better than anyone Rangers have up front, and he's not immediately... You just made up that last bit, didn't you, James? <laughs> How is your cousin an expert on Rangers striking options? He follows football. He follows Scottish football. <laughs> he comes, his, his mother comes from Barra. So it'll be it'll be a bet Adam Ida will be a better striker than anything Rangers have got and that's good enough for you. His father came to Glen Boyd and his mother came from Barra, so he's a good Scottish pedigree, you know, although he was born in Norwich, you know. Fair enough. I listen, I'm only joking. I wouldn't dare doubt your cousin's credentials. So you're a bit more uh, relaxed about the Adam Ida signing than, than some of the the fans we heard earlier. Aye, I I must say, just give the guy a chance, you know. Just see what happens. The game doesn't the game doesn't get one the league doesn't get one talking on the phone. Yeah, I think I think you're allowed to do both, aren't you? As we said there, on a human level, Marvin and Simon, you have to give them a chance. What would be the point? Because it's like you know Norwich and you know the level, and and therefore you've written off. What about all these other guys from Celtic that you genuinely didn't know anything about? You you picked the Matt Matt Riley, exactly. I heard the Matt Riley Um, before they came to Celtic. I think you can still. I think you can do both, though. I think you can do that and be a bit. Not suspect's the wrong word, but you know, wanting to, wanting to hold your club to account to make sure that they are getting the best transfer business done. Yeah, I, I think that's the problem, Gordon. I don't think it's you know any. Listen, it's not anything aimed at Adam, and it's nothing about his ability because, like you said, a lot of people who are calling up aren't that sure on him. I think it's the the whole transfer window that Celtic have had. I think what's expected, what was expected from the supporters, and what they've actually got. I think that is where the frustration lies, and. Adam just seems to be, you know, in the middle of this because he is the player coming in on loan. For example, if they went and brought a striker for £5 million and then Adam came in alongside him, it'd be absolutely fine. They were just expecting a big name. But as you said, once he steps foot on that pitch, once he puts that shirt on, they'll support him like they support every other player. Yeah. You know, don't don't get that, you know, confused with that. So, yes, there's a frustration now, but if he, if he starts well, like all players have to when they sign for, you know, the big two, then, you know, as I said, he'll be well supported and, you know... As uh, James's cousin said, he has got the ability to come up here and do well. He's not a bad player. You know, it's just a frustration, as I said, that the transfer window that Celtic have had. Overall, then, James, I mean, like that. So if the window does close tomorrow and it's Nicholas Kuhn, Adam Ida, is that enough for you? Uh, as I said, they've already got a good enough squad. If they don't get too many injuries, I mean, Rangers haven't worked out how to beat Celtic in big games yet, you know. Uh, and uh, Celtic can, can take care of the. You know, the places where they have been dropping points, you know, like with uh, Motherwells and St. Johnson's and Hearts and Comarlet and things like that, then, yeah, I, I think if we get the right together and, and get, get you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, the incentive will be there. You know, they know they've got the league in their hands. They can only lose it. It's definitely in the hands, Simon. Um, and I, I, get, I think Celtic will, will, will still be official favourites, I'm, I'm sure of it. Um it feels like though for some, maybe not James, it's it's a bit closer than they thought it was going to be. And yeah. then again, <clears throat> you are almost 
when you approach a transfer window and it is close, Celtic fans would be forgiven for thinking, okay, but we're the ones with the spending power here. Yeah. So if we want to make this transfer window <clears throat> be the catalyst for the gap increasing again, we can, we can do it. Yeah. And with a day left, because there's not been that much business, that's where the other fans are coming from. Yeah, and and, and I can understand that. I really can. Uh, you know, up until the, I call it a blip, there was the two two defeats there, uh, Kilmarnock and Harps back to back. I actually thought Celtic went on a decent little run after that. Some d- difficult games starting, I think it was with Dundee up at Dens. And for me, I thought the break came at the wrong time because they'd started to kind of motor again. Uh, the weekend, they made hard work at the Ross County game. Uh, you know, it wasn't as fluent as the fans would like. And yeah, I can I can understand the frustration. You know, going towards the last 24 hours of the the window, I think most people would have expected a couple more faces in. That might prove to be the case tomorrow, we don't know. But and going back to the the striker, Adam, uh, I have no doubt the Celtic support will get behind him. And it's a great up. I mean, no disrespect to, mm. to Norwich, he's coming up the road here to play... For Celtic And as I say It's going to be a big Four or five months yep. Really important James do you think Brendan Rodgers is getting What he wants You're optimistic about it Because you think Celtic are You know Are ahead Which they are But he, he seemed to have Made noises about Trying to get quality players And do you think That's that's the case Yeah I mean it, it, They've got the money there But there's no point In going out and spending money You know that if, if you're buying rubbish You know So I mean And if, if the players Aren't available you know, then you've, you've just got to make do with what you have. You know, so I, I, I don't know if there's anything maybe board-wise. I'm, I'm not into all that, you know. But I think I think that um, the, 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 the players that he wants haven't become available, and that's it. It's really tough, Marvin, because I, if that that might well be the case, and I, I, I like, I'd like James to be batting for me because he's a very positive guy, so I don't mind that at all, but... You also are entitled as a fan to say, okay, but we are a, a massive club and therefore we pay people in recruitment positions mm-hmm. to just find those players and just be better than what we've got. It's just, it just is what it is. Yeah, but I mentioned it earlier on in, in the show and James has said about it there. It's value for money as well. Celtic need to get value for money, you know, because we've seen it at Rangers at the start of this season, you know, that they've, they've brought players in for big money and they've ended up loaning them out. And then we have Celtic fans calling up the show saying, oh, you know, they've wasted money, et cetera, et cetera. Celtic fans don't want to follow down that, that same path. They don't want to do do that. No fan wants, you know, their club to waste money. So if, if they're inflated prices now, when, for example, I'm plucking a number out of the sky, if it's £5 million for a player now, and they know in the summer they can get them for £3 million, well then, you know, a loan is absolutely perfect for them. Somebody's going to come in, you've got Kyogo who's going to be the main man. You're not going to find a main man in January. Then you've got O and you've got Adam to, to back those uh, to back him up. It, it's absolutely fantastic for them. And he just offers something different. As James said, he is very physical. You know, he, he's someone who's willing to run in behind. You know, he can hold the ball up, etc. He's not going to come up here and score 20 goals. You know, he's not going to be a goal or game sort of striker. He's not going to be like another Kyogo, but he offers a different dimension. And Listen, Celtic have to find different ways to break teams down because you've seen it already. Teams will sit behind the ball. Matt O'Reilly's mm. already spoken about Celtic Park. wasn't you know, The pitch isn't fantastic at this moment mm. in time. So you might have to put crosses in. You know, you need a player like that. So, you know, it might be a shrewd bit of business from Brendan and the board. Is all of this snowballing because of how unconvincing the performance was at the weekend, Simon? I think so, yeah. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. But listen, Celtic at the three points at the weekend. I covered the game. They go 1-0 up after a minute. 
I think myself included, I think everybody would have expected them to go on and win four or five. I was telling uh, Marvin about Ross County's performance. They had eight different uh, eight changes to their team on the back of the defeat against Partick in the Cup. And you, you go 1-0 down, you think, right, the floodgates will open here for Celtic. It never happened. Ross County actually posed threats going the other way and competed really well on the day. But you, you get over the line and, and it's three points and you move in, uh, you move on. They've, they've highlighted the pitch as well since then, which maybe doesn't help. But, you know, that would probably have fueled it. You know, if, if they'd won 4 5 now at the weekend, it might not have been as negative a response this week. But, you know, the pressure just builds a wee bit. But as I say, Celtic win the game. And, you know, they've got two difficult games coming up, starting with Aberdeen at the weekend and then Hibs next midweek. They just need to keep winning the games and trying to turn the pressure on their rivals across the road. Well, a bit of a split tonight. Some Celtic fans earlier a bit frustrated, but James isn't as uh, frustrated as them. He's feeling a bit more optimistic about things. So thank you to James. Uh, and remember, it was Jamie who sent this question in. Since the Scottish Premiership began, 10 different players have won the top flight's top scorer. You've got Morelos and Edward so far. Not been a vintage start, I have to say. Kiaga. Yes, last season. 27. Rooney Aberdeen. Yes, well done. 2014-15 season. He banged 20 in and was top scorer. Who's that card played at front for Motherwell? Is there a Motherwell one there? Oh, you're thinking Michael Higdon, aren't you? Yeah, is that no, before? it's not on the list. There are no Motherwell players on there. Van Veen would have been close last season, but... Yeah, close but no cigars. Kyogo picked them. Any more for any more at the moment? No, he's okay. not going to be there. Give you some thinking time. We'll get the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. This time tomorrow, the transfer window will be coming to a close. We've got a day and a bit left, so let's see... Uh, what comes out of that in the meantime before we go back to the phones how are you two faring we're asking you to name the 10 different players that have finished a Scottish Premiership season as top scorer so remember the Premiership started in 2013 Adam Rooney Alfredo Morelos Odson Edward and Kyogo Griffiths Lee Griffiths no one has scored more than him in a Premiership season it was 31 in the 15-16 season Boyd Chris Boyd, well done. 18 goals in the 2017-18 season. I mean, there we go. Six. Four to get. What if I told you that two of them were joint in the same season? It would make no difference, would it? If I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to give initials? Just an important, early for that. an important you said, distinction. You said Dembele, didn't you? That was... Yeah. Nah, forget him. Maybe we should go to a chorus so we can ask Okay, Tony is an you. Aberdeen fan. Was it the right decision to bin the manager, Tony? Evening, Tano. How are you doing? Good. Evening, Tony. Good, good. How are you, Martin? It's a few years too soon to you, pal, but maybe in the future. Eh? <laughs> That's it. You keep an eye on him, this young up-and-coming manager, I'll, Tony. I'll be watching his progress for sure, aye. What, um, um, what are you thinking? Was it the right decision, first of all? Well, the caller disposed to all the thunder and that, no, but um, they had no choice to give him the job last summer after what he'd done. And um, it's a shame he's out of his depth. Um, the the board are through money up to make some great signs in the summer. Mikey Dillon's been brilliant to go in Europe and um, the strength in the squad well. And I just can't understand why we're not gelling and 
we shouldn't we shouldn't be in that position in the league. So yeah, it's the right decision. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's it. That's it, Marvin. It's like we said it earlier. It looks like the players should be better, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if players ever get off the hook. Though. Do they? Do, do they then need to take obviously a share of the blame oh. anytime manager goes? Yeah, they, they do need to. Um, you know, like you said, because they should be performing at a better level than they are. And it's interesting, you know, the, the, the couple of Aberdeen fans who have called in tonight. None of them have said anything about the recruitment being bad. You know, it's always been down to you know we should be doing better. The players. You know, should be doing better. So, yes, the manager can do all the tactics throughout the week, but you know, on a Saturday they cross that white line. And don't get me wrong, you know, I've had good managers who lead you extremely well, and I've had bad managers who don't give any leadership at all. But at times, you know, under a bad manager, you galvanise. And I'm not saying Robson is a bad manager, by the way, but I'm just saying players need to take responsibility because you cross that white line, and it's down to you. You know, it's eleven v eleven, and you need to go out there and do your job. And clearly, you know, Aberdeen players haven't been doing that enough. So. I'm sure there'll be a lot of them, if not all of them, will be feeling bad mm. for the manager because they want to take some responsibility for give it. Give me a name, Tony. Who do you want to see next? Tony, give us a name. Can you hear us? Just throw a name out there. Who do you want to see next? Yeah, I could hear the like to see Warnock in charge. Brilliant. I like that, Simon. Yeah. Hugh no. Keevens will love it. Another man <laughs> in his it, yeah. 70s in Scottish football. So I know that <laughs> he would not? be he would be all over it, Simon. Um, I, th- I read somewhere on Twitter that he was on holiday and he had another holiday <sighs> planned. Warnock what a guy. Um, would, he, would he come out of retirement once again? I, I'm always... I don't think we need to pigeonhole managers, mm. but is it more likely that it will be an experienced... <clears throat> he's very experienced. Mm-hmm. Just because... I think whoever it is, it has to be... been three in a row. That has by to the be way, some sort of stability. Yeah. You know, Derek McInnes was there for a number of years, and when he moved on, you know, I think they've had three in that short period of time. It's been harsh... For Barry because he's come in and did so well So I think Aberdeen as a club They need to get somebody in there that You know the right decision that is going to be Stability but again The other side of that coin is They need to be nearer that third place As I said earlier on The times I've watched mostly in Europe This season I thought Aberdeen mm-hmm. Weren't bad And I, I, after watching most of the games I always thought right okay they'll kick on now Domestically and then you look for the result Of the weekend and they have lost again. And, you know, it's it's confusing. The two guys we've had on tonight, I think it was Graham before Tony, both agree that the squad is underachieving. So maybe that's a maybe that's a good thing for a manager coming in to get his teeth, you know, into a, a decent looking mm-hmm. squad. Just because Barry Robson, Jim Goodwin, Stephen Glass haven't worked, does that mean Aberdeen shouldn't look at a young manager? I'm always I'm always a bit confused about that. They say, well, you know, it has to be experienced because I, I, I think it probably will go that way. Yeah. I feel like it's it's inevitable, um, but surely every manager's different, and it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Exactly, it doesn't matter, like you said, whether it's a, a new manager or an experienced one. Because sometimes you get experienced managers that they're experienced at failing. You know, they've had job after job after job and achieved absolutely nothing. So that's not, you know, if you don't learn from your bad experiences, then maybe you're not right to be a manager. The flip side to that, there might be a coach somewhere that you know wants to take the step into, into management who Aberdeen look at and think it has to be the right fit for them. Um, but just when Simon was kind of saying about you know the players and uh, they're good enough and maybe just need a little bit of direction, and somebody mentioned it earlier about Neil Lennon. Now, I don't know if he'll have any interest in, in taking the Aberdeen job, but from someone who I've worked, you know, I've worked underneath him, um, in terms of motivation, he is he is someone who is is right up there, you know, and if he's got the right coaching kind of staff in and around him, then I think Aberdeen could do a lot worse than, you know, potentially going for somebody like him. Yeah, you think that think that would be a gore? He's out of work. He, he said, 
you know, numerous occasions he wants to get back into it. Um, you know, so I, I think potentially it could be a goer. And like you said, Aberdeen have, have gone through too many managers of recent since Derek has left there. So, you know, they need to bring in somebody now who, you know, one can galvanise the squad they currently have. You don't need to bring in players when you look at that squad. I think any manager will go in there. And if they got yeah. told, I know the window's closing. Happy, yeah, you? you're yeah. happy with what you have. You know, so you, you think you can get more out of them. You will be able to get more out of them. Maybe they just need a different voice. And as I said... Maybe that's right. exactly it. Because yeah. for, a, for a long spell, when Barry came in, I think after the Darvo, he was getting a tune out of that yeah, team. You know, they, they raced up the league. They got to third. Mm. Why, why it's stalled, we, mm. we don't know. Sometimes yeah. in football, it just goes that way. Maybe it is a new voice to mm -hmm. come in and, and try and stir something up within the squad. Funnily enough, in normal circumstances, so we've got obviously Glasgow's big two, then we've got that group of other really big clubs, you know, Aberdeen mm. and Hibs and Hearts, and then others below that. Normally, if Aberdeen were looking for a manager and there was a guy at Kilmarnock doing a really good job, they would take a look, <laughs> wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, Maybe they can do that. Stranger things have happened. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And the other, is, guy, is the other guy's doing okay at Dundee as well. Exactly. Is he going to do it? Stephen Robinson, you know, is it? You know, or have they done mm. that before again? Is that the Jim Goodwin profile one? Albeit these guys are more experienced, I think, than Jim Goodwin was, maybe slightly. Um, you can't yeah. go away from though, Gordon, because it's failed before. Because obviously, yeah, you never appoint a manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, would they, would they look close to home? Steve Robinson's not a bad show. Don't like that though, because Samirian fans are going to be out there saying, "Why are they saying <laughs> that?" But yeah, he, you know, he's someone who who has done well. Um, you know, he's definitely got a tune out of Samirian. I mean, it's the exact same um, trajectory as. Yeah, Jim Goodwin plays the same shape as Aberdeen at the moment, at this moment in time as well. Oh, you've thought about this. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad shout. Right, thank you, Tony. We will leave it there. We were about to get a Motherwell fan on who called in earlier to say he wants Motherwell to sign a striker, and mm. so did the beat the pundit contestant who is a Motherwell fan who embarrassed Marvin Bartley. <laughs> uh, said Motherwell needed a striker. They've signed one. There we go. Oh, so oh. Jack Vale is the man. It's not Kevin Van Veen to disappoint Where's the from? Uh, Blackburn, but not. You know, not really, if you know what I mean. Not, not played a lot of football for, for Blackburn. I think mm -hmm. I kind of sporadic appearances here and there. Spent the first half of the season on loan in League One at Lincoln. Scored twice. You should be used to, like you're, you're, you're judging them before. No, I'm not. It's just one of those like <laughs> you've seen upset. You, you've, not at all. <laughs> you've just got to be honest. I think if you're a fan of Motherwell yeah. or, or clubs of that size. You're not signing someone with a sparkling CV. You just mm -hmm. you, there are options. You have to take a little there are young gamble. loan players like Mika Bireth. Yeah, there are other guys who have been in the English lower leagues that you hope you can find a home yeah. for them. Kevin Van Veen, um, Jack Vale's probably in between there. So he's yeah. been at Blackburn, um, which is a big parent club, but not one of the yeah. elite ones. Uh, and he's had some loan spells, um, not played that many games. So trying to come up and kickstart things. Yeah, exactly. And obviously he fits the profile. You know, there's definitely, you know, knowing uh, Kettlewell at Motherwell, he'd have been looking around and he'd have a profile that, you know, he wanted to play a four in it and obviously he suits that. And like you said, somebody has to, and everyone has to kickstart their career somewhere. But look at the striker, what he's doing for you now. Like last season at St. Johnson, the fans couldn't get him out quick enough and all of a sudden he looks like a, a new man for you. So, you know, hopefully the, the lad comes in and does well. So there we go. It's been ticking along. I told you Christian Doy just left Hibs and... Uh, Scott Fraser's gone to Hearts and Jack Vale signed for Motherwell. So there are a few. Hopefully, it is a busier day tomorrow. These two have work to do in the teaser. We're looking for four more names who've been top scorer since the Premiership started. Rooney, Griffiths, Boyd, Morelos, Eduard, Kyogo. Boys. Yes, well done. Well done.
Yeah, there was a house. Yeah. Was it no, He was Ross County. Oh! Charles Cook as well. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just takes one and the pieces fall into place. Two to get both. Were they the joint? No, Charles Cook was joint with one of the guys you don't have yet. Cook was joint with... It was that a... Was just it was just... It was recently. Yeah, yeah, it was only 13. 13 was the top number in that season. Oh, I, so... I should know because Bruce Anderson was with them and then he got injured. So it was Charles Cook and a another. Oh. And you've not got the first guy to do it. So that first premiership that, season... That season? He's a former Celtic player, wasn't a striker. That's probably why you're... Commons? Yes. 27 goals he got. Not uh, bad for not a striker. 20. Wow. few against us, I think. Right. Well. Who was joined uh, with was Charles joined Cook, Cook in the 21-22 season? 21, we spoke about him earlier because he's not here anymore. <laughs> There's that music. Not bad <laughs> Not bad for a backup striker to be the top scorer oh, Jack, in the league. Jack Amakis. Jack Amakis. There we go. Thank you wow. to Marvin and to Simon. Tomorrow it's supposed to be the big day. Hopefully we get the big finish. Hopefully we are wall to wall with breaking transfer news for you tomorrow on deadline day. But you never know. Make sure you join us from six. Two men who will be across every last contractual detail that you could possibly need to know. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson will be here and we will speak to you at six o'clock tomorrow. <laughs>